It's all about the beats on the Afterbeat with Hope Talks. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hope Talks here from the Afterbeat. You know, we just all about the beat and nothing else here. And today I'm joined by a man who hails all the way from Limpopo. I'm talking about an award-winning radio producer and get into the beat right yes. so just tell us a bit about yourself cocktail dj is a music producer a dj and a sound engineer uh like you said yep yeah that that's all that's all all right man sounds to me like you it's just music orientated i think that's my life and yeah. that's how i think i you know shaped my life to be yeah so you are a professional sound engineer, right? Yes. So is music what you've always wanted to do when like you were growing up or it was just like a leap of faith? Uh, I always wanted to be a DJ, you know, like the best DJ, simply because I used to collect a lot of music. Mm. And then when I started, when I was studying sound engineering, uh, I learned how to uh, produce music. Then I fell in love with the production side of everything. So speaking of music, are you part of the cassette era or the CD era? Uh, um, I, I, oh, cassette, cassette. So you're Sorry, basically with... old. I think I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, So uh, what first got you into music, man? Uh, my father used to own a tavern. Yep. And there was a jukebox. So basically it means I, I listen to a lot of music, you yeah. know. So I used to take my money, put coins, and, you know, listen to a lot of music. Then I started collecting music. Then when there were parties around, they would just call me because they know that boy has a lot of cassettes in his <laughs> house. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's how I started, you know, uh, making my moves into the music side of it. All right, man. So um, the money that you're putting into the jukebox, look at it now. It's coming back now through your music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that, that's dope. So um, who are some of the people that inspired you to take music as something you want to build your life around and make a living for yourself? I was inspired by guys like Chaiman Music, who studied uh, sound engineering, and Black Coffee, who studied music, uh, classical music. Those were like, you know, inspirational things that were happening. And it's motivating to see how their life was changing through then. And I was like, oh, OK, I also want to be like those guys yeah. or even better. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you draw uh, inspiration from Chama Music and Black Hobby. And when you look at them, those guys do um, a different sound. Yeah. So how would you describe the kind of sound that you produce? Uh, sounds evolve, you know. Yeah. I always wanted to produce Deep House, you know. Like, mm. that's, how, that's, what, what, that's what we grew up listening to. Mm. And then as time goes, you know, there's Gom now, there's Ama Piano, there's a lot of sounds. And then there's another underground sound that's coming like Afrotech you know yeah, and yeah. it's more of international sounds that are not booming locally mm. and that that's where I was like oh let me just put my sounds here with some you know uh, internet, put myself on an international level and yeah. compete somewhere there yeah sounds to me like you're a versatile music producer but then what sound are you comfortable producing uh, I think I'm comfortable producing Afrotech but in terms of music I, I can produce a lot of stuff but what I feel and what I resonate more with, yeah. it's uh, Afrotech. Mm. Yeah. All right, man. So your debut song was uh, the take featuring Mogul. 
Then you were featured on DJ Maya's song called Nda, which is a greeting in Venda, right? Yes, yes, yes. And all of these two songs, man, are different to the sound of your latest EP, Lion of the North. So this got me curious as to how was the conversation with yourself as to like moving into uh, a different genre or a different sound from what you made, Koji Teiki, uh, and even go down with DJ Mayes. Uh, one thing that I told myself when I started was, I'm cocktail DJ, yep. and a cocktail ring is a mixture of different things. And I tell different stories using different styles of music. Yeah. So that was the conversation that I had with myself, that I'm not going to limit myself into one genre. Mm. Yes. So um, that's where the name comes from, Cocktail DJ, because like you are uh, a mixture of different genres. Yes. Just as cocktail drink. Yes. Oh, all right, man. So what's your creative process like when you're making all these tunes? Uh, songs that I'm alone, which is like more of your Afro stuff, yep. Afro tech. Uh, are songs that are usually the melodies are in my head you know and I, I found myself on the internet looking for this song that is not there it's just in my head and then I put it into existence but other songs other genres like uh, your Afrobeat or I'm a piano it's more of collaborations with other people and energies so there's no like a creative process there it's just like vibing in the studio so your debut ep is called lion of the north yeah so just take me through the production of lion of the north and the meaning behind the name uh, you know the production of lion of the north was tricky because our country had moved to uh, level five you know we're in lockdown Yo. and that was like tricky mm. uh, in terms of movement collaborating and everything but when we had a chance we made it happen you know i spent a lot of time in the studio yep. uh, making music that i had to select to be on 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 on, on, on the ep mm. uh in terms of naming the ep you know most of us were alone <laughs> in the jungle and, yeah. and that's where the name came more yeah. okay actually I'm alone here, yep. and and I'm from the north, so I line up the north. Yeah. So I told myself I'm not gonna do this, man. Yeah. But then I don't have a choice. I have to. Wow. So, what song is your favorite song on the EP, and why? My favorite song on the EP is. Uh, yeah, that's a tricky question. I know. Yeah, because you know, even as a parent, you must love all your kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, but, but now this is music. Let, let me let me just cheat a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Chambetani simply because it's a victory song, you know. It's a song that it sang when a king has been appointed and it's a song that I grew up uh, hearing around me, yeah. you know. And then for me to put it into existence, into my style of music, mm. it was it's like, oh, wow, yeah, it's cool. So I think that one resonates more with, with, with my heart, yeah. So um, was it more of a victory for you to even be able to produce an EP during lockdown whereby everybody was stressed, not knowing what to do, but instead when you came out with something positive Imagine out of lockdown. Yeah, simply because and your heart I was, I had a picture the yeah. in my head that, okay, let's say there's a kid Imagine in the jungle and this kid is hearing music from far. What type of music will it be playing? Like, what type of music will it be? And that's where I, 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 I got motivation to be in studio most of the time. And yeah. You know, yeah. All right, man, that's awesome. So you are now working with uh, a Brazilian-based record label called Grooveland. So tell us how they got to know about you and how is it working with them and what exactly are they doing for you? Uh, I got to know about Grooveland when I was at school. 
through one of the technical assistants at school called uh, Ronnie Deep. Ronnie Deep, yeah. He was releasing a remix package and he came up to me. He's like, Yo, Tuana, I know I have heard your sound somewhere. I would like you to remix one of my songs that I'm going to release with an international record label. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That's how I got to know about Grooveland. And then, fast forward later, three years, uh, like now, yep. um, I wanted to collaborate with an international label for my EP for international exposure and to get my sound out there, not to just limit myself into, into like South Africa. So, even though we can reach people like you know, yeah, through the internet, you know, now it's easy. Yeah, yeah, I know you were about to say that. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the business side of everything and branding, I was like, it's gonna be cool if I associate myself, my brand, with uh, international labels. Yeah. yeah. And what exactly are they doing for you? Uh, basically, it's putting my music out there and marketing it every day because record labels need, need, need to generate royalties. And yeah. So they need to market the stuff. They need to get people listening to the stuff so more royalties will be generated. Ah, man. And what does it mean uh, for you to be working with an international label at, like early in your career? Uh, Actually, it feels good because this is my debut EP yep. released under an international record label, which is like, it, it, it gives hope into the future. Hope. Get that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's your name. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, so now that you're working with an international record label, uh, who are some of the uh, the vocalists or maybe like producers that you'd like to collaborate with um, in the future? Yeah, that's an interesting question, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah, uh, I would like to collaborate with a lot of vocalists simply because I'm more strong working with the vocalists than collaborating with the producer. Yeah. So I'm looking at vocalists like Toshi, uh, Nokwazi, and Tabia simply because of this African chant that they have when they're singing, you know, and oh. harmonies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it, it, it will work well with my sounds and my stories that I'm trying to tell. That's awesome, bro. So speaking of vocalists, um, you as a producer, uh, how do you go about addressing an issue whereby a vocalist is not sounding the way that you want them to sound on your song? How do you go about addressing that? Uh, I give creative control, you know. That's I let dope. The, yeah, I let the yeah. vocalist do what they want. When you get in studio, if, if, if I have to play a beat first or she has to come up with a melody first, it has to be that way. I can play a beat and let her freestyle on top of the beat. Yeah. And then we work around what she has, you know, fed into the beat. Yeah. See, no, I'm not one of those producers who will say, okay, this is what I want, let's do this. No, I'm like, do you? And then we're going to polish what you have yeah. and then we're going to take it out. I mean, that's great, man. So uh, do you think South Africans uh, appreciate the kind of sound that you make? Yeah, simply because the few people that have heard about Afrotech yeah. for the first time they were like, okay, I'm going to listen to this sound from today. And we, our sound, uh, it hasn't reached a lot of people in our country. Yeah. So I wouldn't say everyone appreciates it, but that answer will see it when everyone is at our music and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, all right. I, I, I get that, bro. Uh, so, where do you see the genre of Afrotech in the next five years? It's gonna be mainstream. The way I see it, it's gonna be mainstream simply because there's a lot of the sounds. Uh, you know, Afro. It's what resonates more with with African people. You know, straight up. Yeah. And then 
fusing afro with edm sounds yep it's like you know we're trying to accommodate everyone now exactly yeah it's gonna be mainstream i mean which is why now we are able to see the likes of lekov playing for tomorrowland uh shims are playing for belgium and all that you know yes, so yes, yes. all right man that's that's dope um what advice would you give to somebody who would want to be like you when they grow up I want to be like cocktail DJ, be an award-winning uh, radio producer, or be an award-winning music producer. What would you like to say to them? Uh, it takes hard work, you know, yeah. and discipline. I know discipline is not easy. I'm sure you don't have discipline. Uh, I try. You try. Discipline myself. Yeah, same here, but <laughs> it, it, it's all about disciplining yourself yeah. and understanding that you are a business yourself, you know, yeah. you are a brand. So the nine to five that you put in when you're working for another company, yeah. the nine to five that you need to invest into yourself, you know, it's all about the hours at the end of the day. And, you know, be, love life, you need to love life. You know, so I was in a point in my life where I was forcing music, like I need, like I was just forcing things to happen very fast, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I forgot that actually I need to relax and you know take it easy you know you can't make 20 songs a day like said you can't you that's what to, i'm trying to say you have like, time to yourself sometimes. yes yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes um i hope they get the message man so what can we expect from cocktail dj in the future uh you can expect a lot of music you know so you can expect a lot of collaborations as well and you know in the near future i'm really looking into working with african artists you know? yeah, yeah so we can our story can be heard properly. That's dope, my guy. Uh, Cocktail DJ, thanks, man, for taking time to speak to us here on the After Beat. We appreciate you, and we wish you nothing but the best for the future, my G. Awe, thanks a lot, man. Awe, it is the After Beat on WordPress. My name is Hope Top, so we'll be back again to do the same thing good, if not better. Peace.